0: Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy,
1: hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. Welcome to week six with Fields of Fantasy. No Johnny B this week, but have no fear, me and Riku are here. And we've been working the phones like Kevin Costner in draft day. And we've done probably the best deal of the season. No money, no trades. We've got the man, Mystic Mark Watson. Welcome to the pod, mate. No money. What do you mean? No money right, I'm ending this. I'm off. How are you, mate? You okay? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very good. And um unfortunately Johnny B can't be with us after that Bill's loss to the Jaguars in London. He's gone able. An so anyone who finds him, send him back to Fields of Fantasy, please. So we will start as normal. With Riku, who will give us an overview on this week's slate.
0: Yeah, I mean, interesting week six. We've got an 11-game slate. Last week, we had a 10-game slate, so we've got a few bye weeks this this week. Uh, At the moment, looking at the Vegas points and the totals for the games, we don't have a single game uh, over 50-point total. However, there's a few games uh, that are close to that mark. We've got the Dolphins against the Panthers, uh, for 48 and a half points with Dolphins favoured by 13 and a half points. We also had the Rams against the Cardinals uh, for 48 and a half points with the Rams favoured at six and a half points. And finally, uh, we've got two games around the 45 mark. Uh, so over the 45 mark, we've got the Jaguars against the Colts. So the Colts will be led by Garda Minshew uh, this weekend with the Jaguars favoured uh, with a 46 point total. And finally, the revived Bengals against the Seahawks uh, were 45 and a half points. And as we saw last week, Joe Burrow looks a bit better and healthier, but Jamar Chase is back in the building. So anybody that has drafted him in best ball or anything else, uh, there's still a chance to catch up on those few down weeks. But I think it's an interesting slate. Uh, There's not a single game that really sticks out, which is going to be a shootout as the higher point totals are essentially games that are one-sided, whereas that back-and-forth action might come from a bunch of games. So I think it's going to be an interesting slate from that perspective so people can build their lineups however they want.
1: Excellent, mate. So we will start with quarterbacks. I'll start off. I'm not going to waste any time with a high-end pick and a low-end pick. There is one pick this weekend at quarterback. That is Matt Stafford at 6,100. Ram's offence has shocked us all this year. We was all thinking bottom five team. None of us were backing them. They look legit. Stafford is now healthy. He's airing the ball a hell of a lot. He's got cup back. He's got... I ain't even going to pronounce his name. Puka. Nakua. Nakua. I oh, will get him one day. Them two are legit. Cup. obviously a week fitter as well, but he did look a cup of the old, so... I do like it. We've seen what Burroughs did to the Cardinals and Burroughs had about as much mobility as Ben Roethlisberger, didn't he last week? And he still torched them. So for me, Matt Stafford is a no brainer. Lock him in. Any thoughts boys?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I am going to waste your time with a high and low. So <laughs> um, I, I think there's other other avenues to look at um, when it comes to the quarterback for the week. Uh I mean, if you want it, my high would be Justin Fields. Um, if you want to talk about Burrow and and sort of coming back to former glories, I think Justin Fields was there last week uh, against the Commanders, and I think um, for me that is the shootout of the week: Fields, um, Bears versus Vikings. Nice.
1: Justin Fields, so if you got a Justin Fields MVP ticket, a Justin Fields MVP ticket, I think uh, maybe a big fans, hey, me and he... Rico or not.
2: Uh, there, there is someone else on my lineup that I think is going to be the league winner. And you will hate it, Dowie, I'll be honest, um, because it's in the tight end position. Um, But I I do think his price dipped, Justin Fields, from 7,700 at the start of the season to 7,200. He's 7,300 this week. Uh, And it's it's important to buy on the rise, as they say. Um, He sort of spat his dummy out a bit and seems to have a bit more autonomy over the on-field antics. Uh, He threw for 282 yards and four touchdowns last week as well as rushing for 57 yards, no interceptions and no fumbles. The guys seemed to be back to the Justin Fields that fantasy managers got excited about last season. Uh, and the Vikings cannot defend to save their life at the moment. Uh, and neither can the Bears. So I think it is literally going to be uh, a shootout and a sack out.
1: Yeah, I do agree with that, to be honest. Where's your low end pick?
2: Low end is probably like my Bucks bias coming to the forefront. I've gone with Baker Mayfield. Oh. If I'm honest, there wasn't really a low end to pick from. (laughs) So I I just went with the man I gravitate towards, uh, and that is Mr. Mayfield. Um, Week before the bye, 24 fantasy points against the Saints, uh, including three touchdowns, 31 rushing yards. He's still yet to fumble the ball this season. He was one of the last quarterbacks to throw an interception. Um, I think the Lions are going to throw it around. I'm not sure about um Saint Brown. Is he healthy yet, or is he still a bit think, questionable?
0: I think he was touch and go in the last game, so you'd expect him to be healthy after weeks of after a week of rest.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a case of who is the healthiest out of Mike Evans, and Ra Saint Brown. But either way, I think it could be a bit of a a bit of an air ball game as well. Uh, And he's maybe a a secret sleeper, but I certainly uh, wouldn't bet your house on Baker this week.
1: The only thing I would say, if you go Baker, not many lineups are going to have him. So if he does go off, you do have that advantage there. I can Mm. see Rika thinking on this one. No,
0: I I think, you know what? I like quarterbacks to have a condensed target tree. So like a Baker Mayfield, because you know who you're going to stack him with. If you could stack him with, Godwin and Evans, that makes sense. Whereas, if you think about quarterbacks like uh, Kirk Cousins, if Jefferson would be healthy, you've got you've got Jefferson, you've got Addison, you've got KJ Osborne, you've got TJ Hawkinson. So, you know, if you have Baker Mayfield, it kind of makes sense to then stack him with Evans and maybe Godwin and hope that he goes for a three touchdown, hundred yard game. Or well, he doesn't even need that his price. But the big thing is. Can he keep up with the likes of Fields and others just to... Uh, but I think that's always with the low-end quarterbacks. I like Thank I like the Fields call, but my my thing about... I played above Fields in week four when he went off with Komet. So I played some Fields and Komet. The worry that I have with Fields currently is that he's scored so many points uh, through his legs. So uh, with that price, 7,300, essentially... Now he's like a pocket passer that give you five, six points on the ground rushing. So um, I like the call because that Vikings defense is terrible. But the only thing I'm thinking about, will that blitz force him to scramble a lot? And hopefully that's what we're going to see from him. Um, It's been quite similar with Jalen Hurts this year where you've essentially haven't been able to rely on his legs to get those points. So I'm always intrigued with these mobile quarterbacks that are priced highly if they are mobile it's hard for them to reach uh similar points What say one of my picks which is trevor lawrence at 6500 against indy with a terrible secondary uh he's a bit cheaper than obviously fields and cousins but it's a good game environment but lawrence might get you three four points on the ground and can easily drove for 300 yards so it's over a trade off. Whereas if Fields goes off, there's no way that Lawrence is going to keep up with him. But uh, obviously, if he doesn't, you can get better of a saving than Lawrence. Uh, the other quarterback I had in mind, which I'll just go over quickly, is 5,700, the forgotten man from last season, Geno Smith. Uh, Seahawks are playing against Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Seahawks and Geno Smith are only really good if they are pushed. And you have to push, push Pete Carroll because otherwise it's just going to run the damn ball as he always does. Uh, I think this could be a game where 5,700 against the Bengals who haven't looked particularly good in the secondary. Uh, Gino could easily for 300 yards and have a good score. Um, so I like him on the cheap end.
1: Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm against Lawrence this week because, and this is going to sound bad, but it, it's a thing. I've travelled to the States a lot. The jet lag of being in England, you know, it will mess with his system. You don't know how he's going to react with that.
0: Good point. You know,
1: you've seen it with the Bills, didn't you? Yeah, you know, that first two quarters, they looked half asleep, still where the Jags were firing. So that is one thing I would be on Trevor Lawrence. We'll move to the running backs I'll start us with. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't like the running back slate this week. I really struggled. I've gone with Mattison, 5,600. He's coming off a poor game against the Chiefs on the ground. He had eight carries, 26 yards, two receptions with 20 yards and a touch there. But Chiefs were leading and Vikings had to throw the ball, so the game script was different. I'm expecting them to beat the Bears, and I think they will put points up, so they'll be able to get Mattison back in the run game. We've seen weeks before he was getting 20 carries. I'm a little bit worried with the Cam Akers because he's starting to see a few carries now. But I still expect Madison to take the lead role. He gets the pass catching work and he will see the red red zone work as well. So at 5,600, I quite like him there. My cheaper running back is Stevenson at 5,400. It's a gamble. None of us are touching the Pats' offence, really, are we? But we know the Pats' offence has always been on the ground. They've lost the last two games by 30 points, so they've been forced to throw. They haven't been able to go to the same way they normally play. They're playing against the Raiders, who we're not putting points up. We still, have, still haven't put over 20 points up yet. So I think that game will actually be mainly on the ground. Um, the Raiders' D did look much better this week, but... I think we can see Stevenson of last season where he put decent fantasy points up. So, And I also think he'll be quite low-owned because I don't know anyone touching um Pats players at the minute. I probably shouldn't, but you know what? I think this is a game we can see the old Stevenson up. I like that
0: Stevenson call. Cool. Would you cool. like it, Rika? Yeah, I do. I never thought about it, but actually it makes a lot of sense. So it's, and that price, you know, he's priced around Jerome Ford and, you know, Brian Robinson, so... And Stevenson gets some pass-down work as well, so
1: some pass-catching. So I actually like that call a lot. How about you, Mark? Any thoughts on them too? I hate that call for
2: Stevenson, mate. I think he's been one of the biggest disappointments um, in fantasy this season, which is why he's probably going to go off for about 35 points this week, because I'm usually wrong on this stuff. Um, I just think, as you say, steer clear of the of the, the Pats offence at this point um but who knows every week there's that kind of sleeper wide receiver sleeper running back who no one thought of and suddenly he's gone off Um you never About know South
1: yourself where are you going running back mate
2: so i'm going with uh i'll start with my low one first because it's mattison's mate uh, i'm going cam Akers because by the end of this season cam Akers is going to be rb one of the vikings you heard that here first. He's working with coaches, he's worked before, or eight, certainly a eight coaches worked with before at the Vikings. I think from a completely layman's perspective, Cam Akers is the better running back of the two. He's had his personal issues with the Rams, but I think if I was in a bind and I had to give the ball to one of them blokes, it's going to Cam Akers before it's going to Alexander Mattinson. I think he's got the explosivity. He's got the game intelligence Um, not to completely mug off Madison like but yeah my money's on on acres this this week and at a price of four thousand eight hundred dollars I think that's an absolute steal Um, my high one is probably priced too high if I'm completely honest but like you say the the pool to choose from is so thin that you've got to put your money somewhere for me it's David Montgomery this week against the Bucks. Now I've been banging on to you in particular, Dowie about the Bucks defense. And I still maintain that we're one of the best defenses in the league, but they, at some point you have to look at what the, the numbers Montgomery is putting up and say, we've got to back this bloke. Now he scored in a touchdown in every single game he's played. That's, it might not be hitting those sort of 30 plus point games, but it's guaranteed points. And, Maybe at seven thousand three hundred is a it's a bit rich, but I can really see him going off. Um and if Mike Evans isn't healthy and the Bucks are behind, the Lions are going to stop throwing it, they're going to start running it, and they're just going to hand it off to Montgomery over and over. And I think Jameer Gibbs might still be out. Um, which obviously there isn't much left in that running back room to to hand the ball to.
1: But Gibbs he's fucking ruined so many fantasy seasons.
2: Me in particular, fourth round pick, gone. Yeah. Jefferson was my first round pick, gone. I'm in the mud.
1: Yeah, but I, me and Rico was actually big Acres fans, wasn't we? Was at, yeah. In our preseason, we both were saying he could be the guy. Mm. Obviously, he must have that attitude problem. What has not gone down well at the Rams, but the talent is there. It will probably seen more carries as well
2: it'll probably upset the Vikings staff and end up at Miami because they just seem to sign all the players with attitude problems at the moment.
0: So, yeah. yeah, Madison, uh, I mean, they both, you know, Minnesota's a very good run matchup uh, against the Bears. So it, it wouldn't be surprising without Jefferson if both of the backs did it, had an all right score for their price uh, on the ground and sort of pass catching. So, it's going to be really interesting to see how that offence runs without Jefferson because, um, you know, if you think about Hawkinson, he's not really a guy that runs down the field. Addison's a rookie, KJ Osborne's KJ Osborne, so they might run that through the running back. So I think both are really good picks and sharp picks.
1: And especially if the Vikings take a couple of touchdowns and Fields goes back to his normal south of interception, they will run the ball. Yeah. And, and you know what? As much as we hate committee backs... We've seen with Miami, in fantasy, they can still be relevant. I'm they're not A-Chan and uh but two running backs can score well.
2: Absolutely,
0: 100%. You, Price, is such a big, Price is such a big thing in DFS. and I'll start with my cheap option because we're going to talk about committee backs. There's, on the other side, Chicago will be playing against that uh, Vikings defense, which hasn't looked good. Khalil Herbert is doubtful. Uh, they clearly don't like Foreman but Roshan Johnson got a lot passing down work and quite a few rushes. He's questionable at the moment, but I think he's going to be healthy to play. 4,600, Roshan Johnson, lead back uh, against the Vikings. I can see him being viable if we're looking at cheaper backs. The other backs I like is worth 6,100 uh, for the Eagles against the, uh, against the Jets. Jets' run defense hasn't been that good. Uh, this season. We saw Denver uh, run all over them last week, and we've seen other teams do that. Uh, so, you know, Dolphins as an example. But we, you know, I think Swift could be a good good option uh, at 6,100. And the other running back I like is with A-Chain, or however you say his name. a uh, A-Chain, out at 7,400. You've got Raheem Mostert at 6,400 uh, as the lead back for the Dolphins against Carolina Panthers, which has the worst run defense in the NFL. So, again, uh, you know, I could see Mostert getting 14, 15 carries and a few targets. So, at that 6,400 price, he looks good. I think this week you don't have to go up to, you know, The 7K and above range, it's not necessary. There's lots of backs, whether it be uh, Kenneth Walker, whether it be Swift, whether it be, you know, Matheson, Stevenson, whoever that might be in that lower range. So I think Lord rosters will have two cheaper backs.
1: You know, one thing, because obviously I didn't know the A-chain injury news, most uh, is a no-brainer. The one thing I do like with Swift, Jets cannot put points up. They're not going to score many points, either. Yeah. So,
2: can I throw another cheeky, sleepy name out? Go on. Go for it. Jeff Wilson Jr.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about him. They mm. didn't activate him uh, last time.
2: I've just looked and he is potentially back this week.
0: Yeah, he might be.
1: Mm. Guess the pass catching work doesn't he normally? Mm.
0: And goal line work. But again, he really. I mean, both probably good options, but I'm always wary about Baxter coming off IR. How much are they going to actually use him, particularly mm. low out? So they might not use him. They might sort of spell him towards the end of the game. But yeah, I think he's an option definitely.
1: I reckon if you know if you had enough room to spend, you could probably just put the whole Dolphins teaming <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. and just <laughs> walk it.
1: Their offence is legit. So we'll go to wide receiver. I'll start with Cup 9,000. The man is back. First game off IR, 109 yards. He just looked like last year, didn't he? Stafford just found him everywhere. He's another week fitter. The Stafford Cup stack for me is what I'm going to be playing in most lineups. There's an argument for Puka. I think they both have good weeks. I just really fancy Cuff. Cardinals are going to let a lot of points. I think it's a simple one, a cup at 9,000. My cheap option, KJ Osborne, 4,400. Now, we know when we're picking our teams, we get to that point where we've got no money and you have to go cheap. I'm taking the gamble on Osborne just with Jefferson out. Them targets have got to go somewhere. Hockerson, Addison, they could run it. I'm just going to take that gamble on KJ Osborne, you know. He had five. Um, t- he had five receptions last week for about sixty yards. So he he does see targets in a way. So that's where my gamble is, just to save some money and hopefully, you know what, he gets that one touchdown, gets sixty yards. He's paid his price off. Nice.
2: I I like the Osborne pick. Um, I really like the Osborne pick. It, it's having Jefferson on my uh, redraft liner. Every time there's a Vikings touchdown, I'll quickly look up at the TV and go, is it Jeff? Oh, bloody Osborne has got it again. And he's one of them who steals points off your other Vikings players. Um, and especially with Jeff being out this week, I think that is a, a, a great potential shout. Um, and again, it, it could well be one of those players that just pops up in a week, has a mad week like DJ Moore last week. And it is a league winner for someone.
1: Who are you going to go with, Mark, with your wide receiver? So
2: speaking of DJ Moore, uh, I'm going my high pick is DJ Moore. Um, He had a monster game against Washington uh, last week. Anyone that had to play against him in best ball, dynasty or redraft are fully aware that he had a monster game because it kind of killed your week off on the Thursday. Um, He put up 52 fantasy points with eight receptions off 10 targets, 230 yards and three touchdowns. Um, And I've already wax lyrical about justin fields being back potentially um so i'm sort of targeting that more fields uh stack um i i do think it's going to be the shootout of the week it will probably be a boring low scoring affair now i've said that but i think that's the that's the stack i'm going for and i think i mean you can tell by just us talking there is definitely eyes on that bears vikings game and i do think that's one to target my low one i've kind of got two picks i'm gonna go with jacoby myers uh against the the patriots five thousand eight hundred dollars um the matchup does put me off a bit i will be honest um but jimmy g clearly loves him i mean we've just had um raiders against um who did you play that way green bay green bay raiders against green bay that last Good drive baby. last drive before halftime it literally went myers myers renfro overthrow to myers jimmy g just Loves him at this point. Adam's barely got a look in until the second half. Um, and also, Dowie assures me that Jacoby Myers is the best WR2 in the whole league. Um, I'm not sure Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Pukunuku, I'm not sure they agree, but then they don't host a fantasy football podcast. So, what do they know? Um, my other sort of low potential target, although he's not that low, is Adam Thielen. They're kind of more mid than low, but he's still consistently scoring. And he's still consistently relatively cheap. And the whole fancy world is assuming this bubble is going to burst at some points, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. He's topped 30 points once. He's topped 20 points twice, 15 points once. He only really had a dud in week one. Um, and it's odd because everyone's jumped on the a and Nakua hype trains, but poor old Adam Thielen doesn't really get talked about much. And he's pretty much Carolina's only option. Um, so he's definitely one to look at as well.
0: And like he
2: gets Eureka. targeted so much. Like, so much. Like so yeah, much.
0: 10, 11 targets in a game. So I think it's uh, insane. But yeah. Do you like... know what
1: we're at, After five weeks, the proof is in the pudding now. We are seeing our targets. You know, if they're getting target consistently. That's it now for the season. That's their guy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. They, they seem very happy with him. Uh, the Vikings are going to wish they still had him this week. Uh, who knows? It, it definitely one to look at.
1: What about you,
0: Rika. Uh, I'll be quick. I mean, I like Devontae Smith. He let me down last week, but there's a clear reason. I'm not just chasing uh, my losses, but there's a clear clear reason why I like him. Uh, the Eagles are playing against the Jets. Uh, Source Gardner plays on the left-hand side of the field, so on the right-hand side for the Eagles. So I think Source Gardner will be very close to A.J. Brown uh, most of the game. Uh, we haven't seen Devontae Smith perform this uh, this season. But I think with Source Gardner taken out of Source Gardner taking AJ Brown out, the targets need to go somewhere. Maybe it's got to, but you know at 7,000, willing to gamble on Devontae Smith. Um so I like him this week. The other mid range option I feel good about is Jordan Addison. Without Jefferson, I think against uh a poor Chicago secondary. That's an obvious one. Uh, Jordan Addison for the Vikings at 5700 I reckon he'll be super popular this week. Um, the final cheap option I have is Curtis Samuel, uh, 3700 He's topped 18 points for the last two weeks. He gets about eight targets, close to the line of scrimmage. But they clearly scheme him touches and they try and get him involved. Uh, I think he Howell throws the ball a lot, so I can see Sam Howell throwing the ball a lot again against the Falcons uh, this week. So at three thousand seven hundred, so you're looking at players like Raheed Shahid, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Darnell Mooney, and other players around that range. I think if you're looking for targets and a recent and a decent floor and somebody that's got scheme touches, uh, Curtis Samuel's your guy. And we know from last season, even this season, he can break that 20 points. So at that price, if you can get 15 points for a guy that you pay 3700 for, I think is grossly underpriced.
1: I really like that Samuel pick. You know what? Mm. I didn't even think of him. At 3700 really, really good value. Devontae yeah. Smith, I'll be honest with, I can never take that plunge with him because I just think of AJ Brown. And Goddard, and then when they run the ball, I just you know what? He's really good and he does well in fantasy. I just I never have the cojones to pick him.
0: Well, it's the Source Gardner effect why I think Source Gardner, they're gonna put Source Gardner on AJ Brown, that's my guess, and then make them beat them via Smurts and running the ball. They have a decent, I mean, they have a decent defensive line. Uh they're gonna make Hertz beat them with his trying to Goddard or Devontae Smith and I can see that be a game where they scheme stuff up for him. The other thing in the NFL we know what happens were these top receivers when they are targeted like Smith, uh, coaches do scheme up things for them Uh, so I can see this being a game where for a few weeks all the love's gone to AJ Brown. I can see them actually scheming up plays for Smith and trying to get more involved and get his confidence up because that's the only way the Eagles are going to try and win a Super Bowl is by having Two threats to for defenses to worry about.
1: Any thoughts on them, Mark?
2: Yeah, I do think that that is a fair point. With um, you saying you'd avoid Smith, it's kind of the the issue with the, the only issue with the Dolphins wide receivers. At some point, they're just going to stop getting the ball because they're going to be so far ahead that it's going to be Achan and Mostert and um Swift that that get all all the the action, um and yeah, there are, Smith Devon Smith is one of those. Wide receiver twos that you, you kind of think you might get frozen out this game mm. if the score line gets ahead of it, itself too much. So, um, but yeah, Roy I. Jacoby
1: Myers is wide receiver number two. Say again. Hence why Jacoby Myers is the best wide receiver two. Because Raiders are
0: never heading off, for
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> they're always chasing. So, Jeremy G is having to throw the ball a lot.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, so, yeah, we will go to the 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 part where none of the listeners enjoy tight end now i have slagged tight ends off all season i went with dalton shorts last week 19.8 points i finally hit with a tight end i think i got more points off shorts in that game than i had off my tight end all season
2: <laughs> there you go
1: this week i'm taking a gamble i'm going Taysom hill now they're playing the texans who put up good points saints Got a good defence, but um they've they've when they've won and put points up, it's been against poor offences. We know the Saints get a bit panicky with Derek Carr in the red zone, mm. and we've seen Taysom Hill get involved a lot. And we know as well from last season, Taysom Hill had them boom weeks where you know you wake up and you look on your sleeper and he's had 30 points. You thought, what the fuck's he done? So for me, I think this could be a Taysom Hill week. It's a big gamble. But when you go tight end, there's no switch fingers, a like a hit. So I will go Taysom Hill to have that gamble to win the league.
2: I like it. I rate it. I can't argue with it at all. I am on the, the Taysom Hill train. Um, Yeah, it's not who I've gone with, Um, but I, I like the thinking around it. And you are spot on. There's, there's Taysom Hill and there's Evernig Engram. And randomly, they'll have a massive spike week. And you'll think, I should have picked them this week, but I didn't he is overdue one of those I I like your taysom Hill pick Danny
1: about you Rick Are you like taysom Hill I I you know what I like David taysom,
0: taysom Hill but he's so boom bust uh the one end that broke my heart is uh George Kittle because I played him every week this season then he scores uh three touchdowns on three receptions and four targets in an island game getting you 27.7 points so yeah, I mean I know what how it's like with tight end, but actually last week we had a good week with Sam Laporta, uh Dallas Goddard, uh and uh Dalton Schultz and even Putz performing quite well. So we actually had a decent week with tight ends last week.
1: About you, Mark, are you going tight end?
2: So this is where I'm strangely gonna spend a bit of money. This is potentially the first week ever in the history of DFS that tight end is a, a position to target. I'm going TJ Hawkinson. $6,600 yeah. $6, against the Bears. I think with Jefferson out, it might be the time to try spending up and, and, and grasping a potential 30-odd point game. It might be a bit pie in the sky, but but you never know. He's a big battering ram of a guy, potentially going to get those end zone targets. Not sure if he can pull off the gritty, but I'm willing to give him a chance to do it this week. Um. <laughs> I've got it down as the, the one of the shootouts of the slate, if not the shootout of the slate. Addison is likely to have a big game. Osborne will get a look in, but I think Hawkinson's going to be that main big man target. He's usually a low floor, but I think the floor will be higher and the ceiling will be massive, like potentially Travis Kelsey levels to the point where Taylor Swift's going to chuck Travis and jump on the TJ Express at the, at the end of that
1: day. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, I still think GPG could take him off a all <laughs> <laughs> What a man!
0: Yeah, Hawkinson's a good, good shout, and uh, you know he could get all the end zone looks. The only other one, like a cheap punt tight end, I tend by, like is Tyler Conklin. Uh, you know Wilson isn't particularly good. They'll be chasing the game. Three, three thousand two hundred Jets against the Eagles. Uh, Conklin was targeted five times. Uh, had four receptions and went for 67 yards in the last game. He's had now two games uh, with uh, decent targets. Well, the last, four, the last four games he's been targeted five times or more. So I think if you're looking for a cheap punt option, uh, Tyler Conklin could be a decent one. And we know the weakness of that fully defence is the linebacking core. So uh, lend to yourself well for tight ends. they quite good on uh, what... Uh, cornerbacks on the perimeters, so if you're going to target them anywhere, it's probably that area of the field, unless you bring out a dusty old Randall club to do some soft, soft receiver work. But yeah, Tyler confident the cheap option, but otherwise I was going to go for TJ Hawkinson as well.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think TJ Hawkinson is the play this week, but I can't spend over four grand on a tight end. I just haven't got it in me.
2: Do you know what? With with the Conklin pick, Con- Conklin is one of those who will score a touchdown. And I'll go. Oh, fuck. I had him in my lineup on the Friday, and I took him out. There's a reason for that. I go through every single tight end in the week, and at some point, they've all spent a bit of time in my lineup. Um, <laughs> K. Dotton is another one. I guarantee he'll score this week because it's one of the only weeks I haven't picked him. But yeah, they're, they're so here to miss these tight ends.
0: I know.
1: I do do think Hawkinson is the player this week to be honest so we'll move to defence I am going with the Dolphins we know their offence is going to put the numbers Bryce Young will be forced to throw the ball I don't think Bryce Young has looked that good this season and he's made them rookie mistakes hasn't he I think there's a lot of interceptions in him in this game just because of the pressure of throwing the ball so I just like Dolphins to score on that end Um, the 3,700 I believe I could be lying, I haven't got the scores, uh points up there, but yeah, I do like the Dolphins to put numbers this week. About yourself, Mark?
2: Yeah, Dolphins is always a a, a good pick at, at the moment. They're just on fire and all over the board at the moment. So I Normally, when it comes to the defence, just look at who the Giants are playing and <laughs> pick them. Um They're playing on Monday this week, so that, that doesn't really help us. Monday in this country, anyway. Um I've gone Bears. Because again, I think it's going to be a shootout and a sack out. Um, my sort of second option would be the books because I rant about how good the Bucks D is all the time. I should back it up, I suppose, in DFS. Um, but yeah, I think was cousins sacked? Was it three or four times? Um, last week is a bit of a magnet for it. Um, and I think yeah, they're going to pick up some players and that, and because I think they're going to be throwing it, throwing it around a lot. There's going to be potential for interceptions and maybe even a cheeky pick six.
1: And it would be interesting because Cousins got to throw it to someone who's not Jefferson.
2: Exactly.
1: Players react with the volume of work.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So I I see the logic behind it. Yeah. I mean, it is above a crapshoot,
0: but I think this week we've got lots of good, cheap defenses, lots of options. So you've got the Bears, which is viable, you've got the Patriots against Vegas, and, you know, Las Vegas Raiders turned the ball over. Uh, you've got the Lions, which I think has been one of the better defences in the league this year, playing against the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. You've got the Texans playing against uh, Jimmy G, I uh-huh, hope, sorry, Derek Carton, uh, which has been a good defence. And finally, if you're looking at 3K under, the last one, you have the Vikings against, uh, against um, the Bears. So, you've got lots of good options. So, I'll be interested to see what people are most talking about towards the end of the week, but I don't see many people paying up for, say, the 49ers or even the Raiders against uh, that Raiders defense at 3,900. I don't think it's good enough for that.
1: They're, they're all going off Mac Jones, and they? Like, you know, with his inset, but Mac Jones is playing against the Raiders D now. They did all right against Green Bay, they did look good. Maybe we keep Pat Graham in the box and don't let him down and maybe that's the key to our success.
0: You know, I think the Falcons defense has been really good this year. 3,600 they could be uh, a pick and the other ones obviously the Eagles against Zach Wilton. But lots of good defense is well priced so it's not one of those weeks where like last week we had the Titans defense that everybody was clicking. I, I liked the Steelers last week which paid off well but I think, in general, this week, you've got lots of cheaper defences. So, ownership's going to be spread out. So, it's going to be interesting.
1: Good. Nice one, then, boys. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you enter this week's competition. What are we paying out this week?
0: It better top be five. five. Are we doing – no, I think we're doing three again. We're doing top three. Oh, Now we, we got three – now we got two Uh, the second place. But, I think, in general, uh, we're paying out three. Let's see how many people enter. If we can get yeah. the numbers up, we'll start paying out more people.
1: You know what? I was advertising it to everyone as five places. <sighs> Who cares?
2: That's the reason I joined.
1: It's the reason you joined.
0: Oh, we're just playing for first in this uh, tournament, right? I came 52nd out of 58, so I can't complain. Uh, my uh, my team last week, of uh, my nice Joshua Dobbs stack didn't work out, but here we are.
1: But remember, everyone, I keep telling you, all season I've been down haven't won one competition. This week, I hit on every competition I went. My money went up. I'm on a profit now. I've got enough money in the bank. Pay for the season. Don't give up. Just keep grinding. That one win will get you there. And fuck the Jets D because I was winning that league, that defensive touchdown. Then I I stayed up and watched it all. And that Jets D put me second.
2: <laughs> and for those listening, that's so the same for- bollocks Dowie tells me every week to make me keep paying the money that I keep losing. So maybe don't listen to him.
0: <laughs> it could be, you know, what, it could be worse. We had a third place finish. Uh, donned 3737 scored 270, 200 points, 0.74. The fourth place, Tampa Loof 1 scored 266. So he lost by zero eight points um so it was very tight uh but yeah
1: yeah. big shout to richie martin who won it as well i actually got it down on my papers ricky martin i thought oh, i didn't know he played dfs (laughs) she bangs she bangs so yeah that's us for this week we will see you next week thank you riku thank you mark for coming on and we will see you all next week don't forget get in that competition win some money